Well, hey, hi, hello there. Welcome to the Puck Fantasy Football League podcast. My name is Cameron, manager of Plucky Ducks. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel McNeese, manager of Cobra Kyler. Welcome to a special surprise edition. hey The Puck Fantasy Football League podcast, where we are going to do a bit of a mid-season review. See how everyone's stacking up against each other. We collected so much data, so we'll try and uh, overview it. Yeah. Give you kind of the skinny. Yeah. Or the fat. Whatever. And then um, and then we got a bit of, you know, fantasy projections of players. See, I don't, if we were to do it like a fantasy draft today, what that would look like. You know, who we would want. Probably a little bit different. A little bit different from what it was this summer. I think some people probably have a sour taste in their mouth from some of the guys that they expected to perform and just aren't hitting the mark. <coughs> Alan Robinson. <coughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that. I mean, the, um, I mean, seeing the, the data that you pulled for, like, each team is really fun, like, and I think it's really useful, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know if this will be something that maybe we could, like, distribute to everybody after this podcast so that, because, like, for me, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing, like, where I'm losing out points, Yeah. you know? So I'll just quickly go over it. So what I've done here is I've pulled how many points each team is scoring at each position group, right? So I've got everybody ranked 1 to 12 on how much production they're getting from the quarterback position, mm-hmm. from the running backs, and mm-hmm. so on. Um, so yeah, do we want to just dive right in and see how we're doing? Yeah, I think that'd be great. I mean, I start with the top, I guess, with, with quarterbacks. Yeah, so again, I've got everybody ranked 1 to 12 at each position group based on how many points per week each team is getting from that position. So we'll start with QB. Top four are Drum, Corb, Zach, and Travis. Drum on top with averaging 34.5 per week, and that has been all Tom Brady. Not his current starter to a Tagovailoa? It hasn't been from him doing things? I mean, it's been a combination. <laughs> um, it's been 100% Brady and zero Tua. <laughs> but it is a combination. But it is a combo. Yeah. Yeah, Brady's just been killing it this year. Um, Drum, you know, Brady's on bye this week, so, you know, he's got Tua in. So, fingers crossed he can, uh, you know, still get the win. Um, But, yeah. I feel like Brady, that's got to be one of the... I mean, for Dynasty, you know, Brady's old. Yeah. and He's probably only going to play for another, like, six to seven years. Yeah, when you enter the draft and you're looking at all those young studs, (laughs) you don't go in thinking, oh, yeah, Brady's my guy. But Drum held out longer than anybody else at quarterback, and he got the number one I mean, quarterback. I'd, yeah, I'd say that's worth it to me. I mean, you're waiting that long, and sure, you're getting a guy that you'll probably have to replace in a bit, but he's still, you're doing well, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Uh, the next four are me, then Lucas, then Smill, then Chad. Ooh. And uh, that group is averaging uh, 28 to 25 per week. Okay, so that's like a that's a solid start. You know, like yeah. if you're getting 25 to 28 points out of your quarterback, you're like, I didn't 
lose because of my quarterback. Exactly. And rounding out the 12, we have Strawberry Herbert. Kind of a surprise bottom four appearance there. Um, Bryce, Scott, and last is Hammer. You know, I I made I took some risky chances on quarterbacks this year. Um, trying to play Matt Ryan and Heineke, some combination of them, never making the right decision. Um, holding out for Trey Lance. Holding out, dude. I thought Trey Lance was going to start and be so electric, and he played that one half where he got like 20 points and a half, and I was like, here it is. I'm gonna. He's going to play for the rest of the year, and I'm going to get 40 points a freaking week out of my quarterback position. And then, and then back to Jimmy G. And then don't even get me started on what happened on Thursday. <laughs> I get two drives out of Mike White. Looks like he's about to drop 40 points. And then he bruises his wrist on a helmet with just the dumbest looking injury. And Josh Johnson goes off. Yeah. So uh, that bottom four, um, you are 12th in quarterbacking with 18 points a week. Yeah, that's that's not going to... That's lower than like some running backs. So that's that's not how you win. But that's why I'm one and seven. I mean that's lower than probably your best running back. Yeah. So that's you know, almost good. Yeah. Alright, we'll move on to wide receivers. No surprise here. Number one we have Chad and I just want to highlight Chad for a second. He is by far getting the most production out of the wide receivers. He is averaging over 51 points a week. So divide that by three. That's 17 points per player per week. Yeah. And this is out of the wide receiver position, not including wide receivers that may have been played in the flex. Exactly. Purely wide receiver. mostly been Debo has been in his flex and not in his receivers spot, and Debo is still going off. Yeah, but you got got CeeDee Lamb, you got Devontae Adams, um, you got, I mean, you got Debo. Um, Who else you got going on there? Yeah, I guess it's, oh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Duh. Um, Yeah, I mean. Yeah, when when arguably, you know, I mean, what I mean, would you say Mike Evans is like the worst out of that bunch? Uh, it's hard. I guess. It's hard to say. I would take him. Yeah, I would take him hands down. So, yeah, it it makes a lot of sense so, yeah. him being on top by like what seven points, six points. Yeah. So, so the next, so yeah, Chad is averaging fifty one over fifty one a week from the receivers. Uh, Two, three, four are all tied with 44 points per week. And that mm-hmm. would be Bryce, then Corb, then Travis. Mm. That's, I mean, that's still very respectable. 44 over three positions. Yeah, you're that's... looking at some really good players in there. I mean, Bryce, he's got Jamar Chase. He's got DK. Oh, yeah. Um, Corbin, he's got the number one receiver, Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. And that's then really, that's Travis has Tyreek Hill. Oh yeah, who and that's Tyreek Hill, who's had a couple weird weeks, you know, bringing down the average. So exactly. I mean, but that's still, I mean, fifteen points per position. That's all you can kind of ask for out of your wide receivers, fifteen cool. points. So then, for five through eight, we have 
Strawberry Herbert. We have me. We have Lucas and Scoots. We're averaging between 34 and 38 points per week. And bottom four, we have Zach, Smell, you, and Drum is first in quarterbacking, last in wide receivers. Yeah, I have a feeling that um, bottom four plucky ducks is going to be a trend with a couple of these. <laughs> um, not all of them, oh. but a couple. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's rough. Like I don't know. I feel like in our league, it's always been so running back centric. Um, but we added a receiver spot to the starting did. lineup this year, and I really feel like it's it's huge like with the half ppr that we have going on having that extra wide receiver spot like it's almost making up the difference for like oh there's not you know you know there's not many running backs that are that like upper echelon you know receiving running back that's going to get you a billion points so you know you try to get the ones that you can but it's almost like on the other side if you don't have three receivers that are getting catches getting you those points that's like a huge... I mean, what? The difference between Chad and Drum average is... 24. 24 points. So, 8 per player. Yeah. Like, that's a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. So, it's... Yeah. Kind of crazy seeing how, how different that wide receiver thing can be with the extra wide receiver position. All right. Next position group we have running backs. And I think it's probably no surprise that the top two, we have Strawberry Herbert is in first, and Trippin' Jones, that's Lucas, is in second, and they are head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, Cam Hulk is averaging 38 points a -hmm. week, and Lucas is averaging just below that, uh, about 37.5 per week. Yeah, and Cam Hulk... Um, looking at who he's got. So he's got Najee Harris. He's got Najee. He's got, he's got Eckler, Eckler, who both just been beyond good. Um, and then there was one week where they were both on by, mm-hmm. and Cam Hulk ended up what he got. Oh, he had Dernis Johnson, Johnson yeah. who did like the twenty five points. Yeah. And, so even in a week where he had yeah. both of those two top guys missing, he was still able to get production from that spot. Yeah, and now he's got Michael Carter, who's been showing out. You know, last week, and honestly, I mean, this week did he get an amazing amount of points? No, but you watch that game; he's really good. Like he was making catches, he was like making guys miss. Uh, I, yeah, he, um, I don't know. I thought he looked like a very good player, um, who's going to be good for years to come. Uh, and then Lucas, um, you know, famously with Derrick Henry. Yeah. That's where most of that production came from. But he also had David Montgomery. Who's also out, um, been out for a little bit. Um, so still very impressive. I mean, if you were to like, if you would have had Montgomery and Henry all season, I mean, I don't even... Could you imagine how high that point average would be with those guys? Yeah, I probably would have at least eked out one or two more wins. Yeah. But having that Patterson 
that wide receiver running back there just getting all those extra points. We all saw it coming, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, just bound to happen that In a guy that year eight or nine, yeah, or whatever it is, over thirty around. years old, and someone finally unlocked how to use Patterson in the offense. But yeah, uh, other teams that are averaging over thirty for the running backs are Drum and Hammer. Heck yeah. Got top four. That's you know if I if I know nothing else I know running backs and I told you guys that Jonathan Taylor was gonna be great. I knew it. I stuck by my guy, and it's finally paying off for me. And I mean with him, Gibson, uh, Melvin. I mean Melvin Gordon sometimes is my running back, but he's usually in my flex. Um, but yeah, that's like the one part of my team that I'm like. Okay, running back is good. Running back, we can we can be you know be okay with that. Yeah. So the next four in order, we have Smill at five, then me, Corbin, and Bryce. We're all averaging about twenty-five to twenty-eight points per week. And bottom four, we have Scoots, we have Zach, we have Chad. And interestingly enough, Travis is 12th in running back scoring. Dang. And, you know, this is for two running backs, you know, starting. Again, not taking into account the flex position. So you take all these points, you divide it by two. So he's averaging 20 points a week. That means this he's getting... This is Travis. This is Travis, yeah. Averaging 20 points a week out of the, both spots. So he's averaging 10 per running back per week. And that seems like a good floor. Like, it, if you play a running back and they get 10, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. But mm-hmm. you're really happy when they can get a lot more than that. Right. And Travis just hasn't had that kind of boom running yeah. back game. So then, so okay, so then let's consider it, you know, the same as we did with the wide receivers. You, you look at that, that's 10 points per position. Um, number one, with Strawberry Herbert, that's... 38 so that's 19 19 per player so then so that's a nine point difference so very simple you know like i was saying that i feel like that extra wide receiver position has now brought that difference closer so we were saying what wide receiver it's an eight point difference from the top person to the bottom person yeah and in running back it's a nine point between the top and the bottom person so you know I, yeah, and I like that. I like that, you know, I feel like we figured out, like, okay, this is how we're kind of, you know, mesh things together to yeah, make it so a, a bit more even. one position doesn't take over. Yeah, because I feel like in the past, I mean, it still is, but in the past, running backs in our league has been absolutely ridiculous, where everyone has, like, every single, it's like, I have the third string guy in, on Denver, uh, and you're like, why? And you're like, ah, in case he starts, who knows? <laughs> Just picked dry off the waiver wire. So, Dude, there was yeah. one year, I swear, I had four Buffalo Bills running backs. <laughs> it was like such a gross... It was like Fred Jackson, CJ Spiller. Like, oh, yeah. Well, they. I feel like they just like kept getting hurt and rotating throughout that. Yeah, and I didn't want to drop them, so I just kept picking up the next guy in line. Yeah, it's like the 49ers running backs. When yeah. you're like, who's going to be good? Is it Mostert, Jeff Willis, Jermichael Hasty, Eli Mitchell, Trey Sermon? Kyle Juszczyk. Kyle Juszczyk, I, just I, should, I shouldn't know more than two running backs on a team. <laughs> and I know five of them on the Niners. Like, but Ridiculous. Yeah. Man. All right, next we have tight end. Um, this one is not a especially exciting one because the 
the difference isn't a whole lot here. But uh, at the top, no surprise, it's the Travis Kelsey owner. That's mm-hmm. Zach, uh, averaging 13.7 points per game. Mm-hmm. And uh, right behind him is Scott, who's been rocking Mark Andrews. Um, and he's also above 13. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Strawberry Herbert and Drum, uh, both averaging just above 10. Yeah, so we got Drum, who uh, he's been rocking Hawkinson. Um, and, you know, Hawk has been doing pretty well this year. Um, and then Strawberry Herbert. That's been a combo for uh, Cam Hulk. That's mm-hmm. been Kittle and Mike Kosicki. Yeah, so Kittle, I guess, you know, for the first couple of weeks. And then Kosicki, who's actually been looking pretty good uh for the dolphins he's been getting those targets and yeah i feel like the dolphins wide receivers have been pretty injured outside of like waddle basically so waddle and gesicki are basically the one and two for that team so but yeah it's um i mean you're you're getting over 10 points out of your tight end position i think you're you're pretty happy with that um you know i would love to see 10 points out of the tight end position i think i've hit that mark once yeah where are you? Where are you on this list? Um, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so next four we have uh, Bryce, we have you, Hammer. Yeah. We have Corb and we have Smill. Um, those four are all getting between seven and nine points per week. Gotcha. Which, yeah, I mean, that's, looking that's probably a fair target to shoot for. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of interesting looking at the. I guess the breaks, which. I feel like if you were to ask people to to do tiers of tight ends, it would kind of be what we're seeing. Where yeah, you can uh, you can guess who's you, on you, each team. You got the two top, you know, you got a top two tier, which I will fully admit, Mark Andrews being one of those. I mean, not that he's bad, but aside from one game, yeah, he probably would not be close to the top. Yeah, but he did have a what thirty something point game. 30. Oh yeah. So. But you know those guys, they're they're averaging three points above, so that's two. And then you you kind of got that chunk of four. You know you got you got ten, ten, nine, nine. You know right there. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty accurate. You know you got your Wallers and your Kittles and your Hawkinsons and um, you know your Pitts. Um, and that's kind of that tier. But then after that, that's when you're streaming. You're having some fun. There is there's <laughs> no consistency to be had yeah. after that. So yeah. the bottom four looks like we have Cam Hulk, Lucas, me, and then Travis. So I'm actually not last. You're not last. Um, yeah. So, and isn't it kind of interesting? The two teams that started five and zero have gotten by far the least production out of tight end. Right. But that is something to say because tight end that's only one position. So while there may be about an eight point swing between the top person and the bottom person. Overall, for the whole team, that's only eight points. Whereas, like in running back, you have nine points between both. But so that's eighteen points. You know, if you're the top guy going against the bottom guy, that's an eighteen point difference over the overall team. Yeah. You know, so when it's just one position, then you know, and that's why people kind of say you can sort of punt the tight end position because it's like if you're averaging decently enough. You know, I mean, the guys that Don't are streaming. Don't smell loose ends. He's all about his tight ends. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you're if you're streaming like you know Chad getting seven points, and you're going against some of the guys with top tight ends that are getting ten points, like that's only three point difference. That you yeah. know that's not going to kill you. So, yeah. 
All right, next we have the flex position. And so, um, yeah, this is anybody who is not put into the receiver, running back, or tight end spot mm-hmm. for that week. Um, for me, the flex has been uh, whoever in my lineup has the latest game. Yeah. Uh, I do that so that in case there's a injury, I can put in multiple positions from my bench right. into that spot. I right. don't want to be locked in like, oh, I have to swap in a receiver. Oh, I have to swap in a running back. I can do whoever is available on my bench. Yeah. And so that could lead to you having a starting caliber wide receiver going into your flex. Yeah. Like last week I had Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Those are literally right. my two top picks. Yeah. And they were both in my flex because they had a Sunday night game. Both probably bringing down the average last week. Yeah, wasn't actually that good. <laughs> so leading in the flex position, number one, we have Zach, then we have Chad, then Travis, and then Hammer. You figured out a, a little flex magic? Yeah, I mean, I will fully attribute that. That is Melvin Gordon being my most consistent player, and he's just been rocking the flex position for me. He's getting me you know, 15 points, 20 points randomly. And I'm just like, I just leave him in there and he has a good time. And whoever's with him (laughs) doesn't necessarily have a good time, but we're doing good enough. So, uh, number one, Zach is averaging 26 and a half. And then just below that, Chad is averaging a little over 26 per week. So who are some of the players that Zach and Chad have been thrown in the flex well so zach zach has a really interesting kind of setup with his team um i feel like he's got a lot of those running backs that have just kind of randomly been going in and out of his flex so someone like eli mitchell yeah eli mitchell daryl henderson um sometimes kareem hunt sometimes kareem hunt when he was healthy like all those guys depending on who's all healthy and playing at the same time like you know have just randomly been in there and they can all go off for like 20 to 30 points um you know, and then I feel like outside of that, um, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's got just solid players that'll randomly, you know, Miles Gaskin might randomly go in. and So that's, a, get, that's a rotating door at Right, that's a rotating door at Flex. Which, considering the other positions where he's also been doing well at, you know, it's, the rotating door isn't a bad thing. It's like, it's not that he's getting a bunch of points in his Flex and then not getting them somewhere else. He's just getting points everywhere. Yeah. Um, let's look at Chad really quick. See kind of what he's so. so that's been that extra receiver, right? Before. So he's four deep at top at, receivers. Right. So one is gonna get some points on the flex. Yeah, and then outside of that, I mean, he's had some some real good uh, picking up of um, running backs, like backup running backs. You know, he he had Khalil Herbert that's been doing well. He had Booker that's been doing well while also having Aaron Jones. So one of those guys would end up in the flex as well. So, you know, if you got Mike Evans and then Khalil Herbert both rocking in your flex, you're going to be getting some good, you know, points out of yeah, there. that's where that 26 you know, and per week is coming from. That's considering he started Rojo for like four weeks in his flex. He was getting him three points. So, um, you know, definitely. Honestly, I mean, consider... I didn't even consider this. Chad's been winning ever since he didn't put Rojo in his flex anymore. Huh. Interesting, Chad. <laughs> The one thing that I was right about. Yeah, you just need to be like the assistant manager to Chad's team. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I do when he wins. <laughs> For some reason, I mean, I don't know. He also said that he'll do everything I, he'll do the opposite of everything I tell him to do. So 
who knows? Who knows what's true? So, anyway. So, uh, five through eight at the flex spot will be me, then Bryce, then Corbin, and then Cam Hulk. We are all averaging around 17 to 20 points per week. And then bottom four, we have Smill, Drum, Lucas, and then a big drop-off to last place, that's Scott. And I was looking at it, he has started Robbie Anderson in the flex every mm. single week, and Robbie has been really, really bad most of Just the time. Just goose-egging. So it doesn't matter who the second flex is for Scott, if you're only getting like two points yeah. from a guy, you're going to be last place. So that is... What's uh, that drop-off looking like? So... Uh, 11 so 9 through 11 that's about 14 to 16 a week and then scott's at 10 points so averaging five points per player Mm. if you see a five point week out of someone you're disappointed and he's averaging that yeah flex dang well that is that is certainly but he's four and four yeah i mean he's he's able to turn it around you know we, we we said it on the podcast he you know he's got a decent little team if he's able to to work that out so so that's the, that's it for uh positions we're talking about right uh no there's a certain player on the team that will hit a ball really hard with his foot i think you uh no that that's called hiking that's the center he doesn't hit it he throws it well how about if uh i describe it to you back in the day they used to wear a helmet with a face mask that was a single bar just going across i'm trying to think of a joke because <laughs> i but i can't it's probably better it's yeah. the kicker okay it's the kicker we'll talk about him why not so number one leading the way that is zach again zach leading who's he got oh tyler bass oh yeah tyler bass been one of the best kickers in the in the league bass and pities Bass and... Zach! It was right there, Zach. Bass and pities. Come on, man. Go with your uh, leading the way in kicker points. Yeah, don't go with Gaskin. So, yeah, he's leading the way. He is averaging over 10 per week from the kicker spot. Nobody else in our league is averaging double digits. Uh, Two, three, four is Drum, Scoots, and Lucas. All averaging just over nine, and then uh, tied at nine points per week, that would be you, Hammer, mm-hmm. and Corb. Because I just I took Justin Tucker and I just put him in the spot, and he just hangs out. Because Pretty- there's zero strategy to the kicker <laughs> position. Well, some guys have actually rotated through. Um, we'll get. And to there's those. no strategy to it. They they're not we'll doing well. Uh, so, uh, seven, eight, nine, that is Bryce, Chad, Travis, um, averaging about seven to eight. And then below that, uh, 10, 11, 12, that's Smill, then me, then Cam Hulk. And woefully, Cam Hulk is averaging under five per week from a kicker spot. I feel like the average, like probably league average, is over five. See, and that's what's that's what's crap. And is you, 
you are and he has gone through like three maybe four kickers so far this year and just has not found any consistency he picks because, up a new guy and he gets four because you can't find cons- there's no strategy you either have a kicker that's good like justin tucker or tyler bass or you know daniel carlson you either have that and you know they're going to be good all season that's just you know they're good or you don't have that and they're just not good. You can't be like, oh, this team, you know, I've tried. I've tried to do it. I've tried to be like, oh, this team is an offensive powerhouse. Their kicker is going to kick a lot, you know, get a lot of extra points. And then it turns out, no, it's they get like <laughs> defensive whatevers and they, he gets three extra points and he has three points, you know. Or you're like, oh, this team isn't that great offensively, so they're going to need a lot of field goals, you know, like. They're, they're going to stall out a lot and they're going to have to kick. And then it's like, oh, no, they're actually either one, so bad that they don't even get into field goal position. Or two, they, they score like, it. yeah, they go for it. And then they, you know, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, there's just, there's nothing. Anyway. So then that leaves us with one more position group. I'm just going to lump together the defensive players all into one spot so that's the defensive lineman linebacker and defensive back you don't want to split that up into three separate positions that we could talk about and analyze uh, <laughs> so it's actually more interesting if i do lump them together yeah because taking a look at this data so we have a number one player um or number one manager and that's lucas all right he's averaging 22 per mm-hmm. week from his defensive players. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, I mean, he's, he's got quality players. There. Yeah, he really does. He's got six. Yeah. And he's pretty much been rocking those six, just swap, swapping them in and out for yeah. bye weeks, for matchups. Yeah. He's getting 22 a week. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got Bobby Wagner, who's he's just a tackle machine. He's going to get you probably a consistent, you know, eight to 10 points, probably just out of the tackles. Um, Jalen Ramsey, who's also just, he's good. He's going to get you some picks, probably maybe a pick six here and there. Um, you know, and when he's can't play, you got Derwin James, safety, who's also just able to do it. Um, and then yeah, some good some good uh D linemen in Hayward and Veo, which is actually kinda interesting. I've been doing linemen as DNs, um, to go more for sacks. Um right. but he's doing the D tackles, which those are just gonna be your consistent tackling guys, you know, taking down running backs, things like that. So kinda interesting to see um I feel like he's been, you know, and I think you you kind of said it on the last pod was going for those guys that are just getting you tackles because they're going to get you tackles every single week and you're going to get that really consistent, you know, floor. Yeah. And then a sack is more of a bonus instead right. of something you're relying on. Right. And so, and clearly it's working. Uh, so yeah, that's number one at 22. Then we have, let's see, six players <laughs> or six teams that are all grouped up together. Uh, averaging just over 20. Jeez. And so in order, that's going to be Corbin at two, and then me, Drum, Chad, Cam Hulk, and Travis. So it's kind of interesting that this new position, this new thing that we've added to the league this year, the defensive players, mm-hmm. uh, we're all kind of experiencing s- similar you know, success rates. Yeah. I don't know if that's due to some people figured it out, some people... Um, maybe started out the season not getting very much, and they realized, okay, I need to completely revamp my mm. defensive players. 
I think a lot of it too is, I mean, you know, when we're looking over things every week and kind of, uh, you know, reviewing the defensive player positions, um, you'll get, I mean, a lot of times you get it where you, you get five points out of all three positions. You know, you got a one, a two, and a two. And then the very next week, those same guys will get you 30 points. And so it's... I don't want to say it's as random as the kicker position because I think there's definitely strategy that goes into, you know, defensive players. And, yeah, do you want to go after the tackles or the or the big flashy stats, this or that? Um, but there also is some level of up and down that could be, you know, once it's averaged out, kind of results in what we're seeing where it's a little more equal. Yeah, so we're not seeing a whole lot of outliers um, across the league here. Um so let's see, that would be, okay, so 8 through 12, we have um, Bryce, Scott, then you, and then Zach, and coming in last, averaging about just over 15 a week is Smill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have ranging basically from 15 to 20 points with Lucas being at 22 by himself. Right. And considering that it's over three position players, you know, you got a, what, I mean, outside of Lucas, that's a five point difference over three positions. So one really, really has averaged out. Yeah. One to two points per player. And I don't isn't think really going to be when I was looking through, I don't think that anybody has consistently just only used the same three guys every week. I think right. They've been kind of trying to figure out some matchups or um, there's been some injuries so we've seen a little bit of turnover with mm-hmm. who gets put in those spots, and we're still seeing it kind of average out. So not really many advantages to be had. Yeah. Dang. So there we go. That's how everyone's doing. You want to read out um, that that average? I mean, just, yeah, who's averaging the most points? Um, okay. So I'll just quickly list in order who has scored the most um, so high scorer in the league right now, that would be Chad. No surprise, he's sitting in first place in the league. Then we have Corvin, Cam Hulk, Lucas, Travis, Zach, Drum, Bryce, then me, then you, Hammer, then Scoots, and Smill, averaging just, um, let's see, they've scored just over 131 so far. With the leader, Chad, at 161. Interesting. Um, what's your record? Uh, five and three. What's my record? Uh, like one and seven. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That we're Granted, right there's right a 13-point difference between our average. So uh, the bottom feeders certainly are bottom feeders in this league. Even though, I mean, Scoots is below me and he's four and four, so whatever. So here's a question for you. At this point in the season... Would you switch records with your favorite team? The Buccaneers are sitting, what, 6-2? and two? Yes. Is that right? Would you switch records with them? Would you want a 6-2 and two fantasy team if it meant that the Bucs had to be 1-7? and seven? No. 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 So you're, you're having fun. You're fine with 1-7 and seven in fantasy? Uh, no. I feel like I'm getting pigeonholed. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> like, it sucks. <laughs> There was a real point where when I was 5-0 and and I think Seattle Seahawks were 2-3, and three, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I would switch with them in a heartbeat because it yeah. just 
it sucked watching them lose. No, yeah, it. I love. I love watching the Bucks win. It's so much nicer than my fantasy team. And I think what helps is that I have. You know, I mean, I have. I have other fantasy teams, not just this one. Shh. Um, that I'm actually. I'm doing pretty well in. Um, I got a money league that I'm seven and one in. So. I know how to, guys, I know how to do, like, I know what I'm talking about, I swear. I've just, this league is really weird because of his dynasty and, you know, but, um, yeah, no, hands down. I would, I, I want to leave the Bucks doing what they're doing and winning another Super Bowl this year and I'll, I'll wallow for a little bit. That's fine. Next year though, you guys watch out coming for all of you, but speaking, Look forward to seeing it. yeah, speaking of, um, you know, next year and this being a dynasty league and just, I don't know, all of that. Um, we thought, you know, I kind of alluded to it before. We thought it'd be fun to, you know, we're looking, doing a mid-season review. Um, and, you know, we drafted this year. Uh, rookies were taken into account along with everybody else. And so you didn't know where those rookies were going to, uh, per- or you didn't know how they were going to perform. You didn't know where they were going to end up compared to everybody else. We've seen... You know, a couple weeks now of rookies performing. We've seen um, how some other players have performed. And we thought it'd be kind of fun to look at it again um, and rank each uh, skill position, you know, top 10 dynasty going forward. So, not rest of season, rest of career. Who would we want, you know, if we were redrafting? today where would these guys stack up in our opinion so um yeah um so age is being taken into account of course you know because it's dynasty so um in quarterback land number one overall and so these are our combined consensus oh yeah this is this is the expert uh um position rankings of steez and i combined you know we we figured it out. We, we combine, you know, where we're comfortable with. So this isn't just me. Um, so number one overall in quarterbacks, we got Josh Allen. So I don't know if that's a surprise to anybody. Um, that I think everybody would put him at least top three. But we felt out of the top guys that he had the safest, like, career arc yeah because it's i mean he doesn't win games in a sketchy way mm -mm. he He wins games well like he has a great arm he's got good legs you know but he's not like he's not that like quick twitch runner like a lamar jackson or a kyler murray he's just he's fast where i feel like he's gonna have that kind of speed and agility for a long time and you see a lot of these guys like kyler and lamar are questionable all week and oh so you yeah. don't know like halfway through the week you're like man is this guy gonna play is he gonna be like not as good yeah josh allen is very durable dude's a horse and you're you're just you're not gonna have that kind of worry yeah. going forward with josh allen so that's why we have him at number one and he's like you know kind of cute and nice little smile and he's like hey i'm josh allen i'm like oh look at that guy he's so cuddly you know <laughs> he's also like what six five yeah, and like 250 pounds. Yeah. So. Anyway, so Josh Allen, and then we did Mahomes, then Murray. So, we you know, we were kind of mentioning it. You know, both young, electric, 
doing stuff with their arms. Um, you, you know, we, yes, Mahomes hasn't been good for the last couple of weeks. He's not going to drop out of the top three quarterbacks. He's right. still arguably the best quarterback in the league. Like, he didn't just forget how to play. He's They're just having some issues. Like, so, you know, he has to be up there. Murray, great with his legs, great with his arm. Um, has the offensive weapons. Looks to just be getting more and more comfortable year over year. Um, after that, we have, so four, I'll do four, five, six. We have Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and then Dak Prescott. So, I like Burrow at five. Dude, he's so good. And it, it might be a little bit of recency bias, but he has been so consistent. He is. Like, so I think it's, and it's funny because it's, I feel like a ton of people say the opposite where they're like, oh, rushing quarterbacks are so good because they get you that baseline. But I'm almost like, like, I like Burrow because he gives me that bit. Like, he's going to get you, like, he's almost like the new Stafford. Like, remember when Stafford, it was like, you grab Stafford, he's going to get you 300 yards and three touchdowns, like, every single week. Yeah. That's what I feel about Joe Burrow. It's like, he can't not score touchdowns. He's going to pass a ton. Like, it's just, he's not going to, he's not going to bottom out on you. And he's like ultimate franchise QB, right? He's completely embraced Cincinnati as where he's going to have success. And he's just willing it to happen. Yeah. And what? His average age of his offensive weapons is like 24. Yeah. It's like, scary good. He's got a really good team around him. A really good offense around him. I yeah. Say. And, you know, yeah, moving forward, I like him at five. Yeah. And, I mean, the other two guys, Lamar Jackson, he's great. And then Dak Prescott, you know, he's almost like a, I don't want to say a lesser Josh Allen but like you know, Dak Prescott has his legs. He'll run it in every now and then. He'll he'll get a bit of that, and then he'll break them. And... <laughs> oh gosh, um, and you know, but then he's also got the arm talent, and he's got the offensive weapons. So, and he's young, so he's gonna you know he's yeah. he's gonna. It's really encouraging to see him come back from such a horrific injury last year. Right, and he's like almost like he hasn't lost a step. Yeah, so uh, that was five six or uh, four five six. So um, seven. I'll just do seven through ten. So we got Justin Herbert, uh, Wilson, Stafford. Uh, which Wilson? Russell Wilson. Sorry. Oh, not Zach. Uh, you mean Mike White? Uh, you mean Josh Johnson? <laughs> you mean Joe <laughs> Flacco? <laughs> Joe, whatever that is. Um, yeah. So so Herbert, Russell Wilson, Maddie Stafford, and then coming in at ten, Tom Brady. And that's not a joke. Um, McNeese and I talked about that a little bit. So, so this was this was, was just hard to bump him off of ten. It's really so. We don't know how long Brady's going to play. He said that he wants to play till. Well, he said forty-five. He's forty-four. He doesn't so look like, like he's like, slowing down. That's like seven more years. He looks like I don't. Who knows? But the thing is, is while he's playing, until he's done, he's going to be a top five quarterback. Yeah, like. He's just, you know, and as long as you're getting that, you can find a replacement the next year, like get a rookie who like, you'll be able to figure it out, but he has to be, you know, the only reason that he's not higher is because he's old. It's not because he's bad. It's just, you're going to have to replace him eventually. And the owner who has him also has Tua, who was 
in the running for that number 10 spot. You know? Yeah, he's, you know. He's, he's got potential. Um, but, yeah. So, but yeah, um, the other guy, I mean, Justin Herbert, he's, you know, he's great. The only reason he's not higher, in my opinion, it's his second year. He's, you know, I wouldn't say he's sophomore slumping, but. I think last year we would have expected him where Joe Burrow is on our list, probably mm-hmm. around number five, right yeah. behind like Lamar. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, this but year. But he's, he's showing he's not bulletproof. Right. You know, so. Still really good. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Wilson and Stafford, who, they're just older. They're not old. They're just older. Um, you're not going to have them as long as a Joe Burrow. And so they're not going to be at the top of the list. But they're all, you know, both in great positions and, and doing great. And, you know, Matt Stafford could easily be a top five quarterback for the rest of his career, you know, being with the Rams. So, yeah. All right, um, we're going to jump into running backs, a little bit more juice there. Um, so number one, and there, there's... And still. And still, uh, we got CMC. So there was a bit of discussion there, bit of bit of debate. I, you know, I wasn't strongly arguing, but like, I was just kind of like, well, maybe. Um, the injuries. The, the injuries for CMC are very annoying, and they're kind of piling up. And you hope that when he comes back, he's going to be regular CMC. Um, you hope. He's still pretty young. He's, what, 27, maybe? 26? Oh. Let's see if I can find that quickly while still... Uh... I think it's just because it's been a while since we've seen that actual dominance and like number one finish for Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think that people probably forget. Oh, yeah, he's only 25. He's 25. There we go. Oh, man, he's so young. All right, yeah, no. So so I, I think that it's been a while. Since, yeah. I mean, he was, what, probably 23 the last time that he was, like, consistently week yeah. in, week out. Because last year like, and this year have basically been completely shot. So Yeah, he's only managed to get into, like, five games a year right. lately. Yeah. But he's still going to be. And you guys will all remember. How he's, why he's number one. He is. Yeah. So after him, um, two, three, four, we got Jonathan Taylor, number two. That's right. Cam Hulk. Jonathan Taylor's number two. Um, we got Najee. And then we got Dalvin Cook. So you got two rooks. Not two rooks. Jonathan Taylor's in his second year. Yeah. Um, but you got two young guys, very young, um, in Taylor and Harris. Taylor, a little recency, but also, I mean, he looked good last year. He did. And he had the pedigree coming into the draft. I mean, everyone knew that he was amazing. So, yeah. I, I'm i not saying he's going to be, you know, the next CMC, but, like, he kind of has the talent. He has the he has the receiving ability. He has the speed. And the um, O-line. Oh, yeah, the O-line is just... I was just reminded because I haven't seen a Colts game in a while, but watching that Colts Jets... Just push everyone around. Wow. Yeah. So, um... And then Najee, he's just the workhorse for the Steelers. It's cool to see a rookie, um, because last year everybody was so hyped on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, mm-hmm. and he disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, I think that that played a little bit on people's minds for Najee. Yeah. And so I don't, what he like slipped into the, he, he was a little bit later first he, round, I yeah, think. Yeah, he was... No, I think he was second. Was he second round? Yeah, I think he was second round. Like early second round in Dynasty. So yeah, I think the people probably were a little bit scared off of a rookie Mm -hmm. not panning out. 
and Najee has done everything yeah. and more. Not necessarily exploding, but just good. Just I mean, great, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, and then Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's Dalvin Cook. He gets injured, though. Yeah. So he's going to be knocked down um, a little bit. Yeah. But... Thankfully, it has only been like two games yeah. at a time when he's been out. Um, so if you can have Cook and Alexander Madison like I have, right. it's just such an easy swap in because Madison takes pretty much, it's like yeah, it's all, not even gone. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's almost like having Cook is easier. Like, like if Madison wasn't there, Cook might be a little bit lower because having Madison, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'll just have Madison and then I'm fine. Yeah. So it makes owning it easy. Um, Whereas other guys, they get hurt, you know, like CMC, he gets hurt and you're like, okay, I guess I'll have Chuba Hubbard, who's like, not bad, but like, he's not getting you what yeah, CMC he's, was He's getting. not matching. Yeah. So, um, all right. So after Cook, we got, uh, we'll do five, six, seven. We got Kamara, Joe Mixon, and Austin Eckler. So I think that this is a big thing of us being in a half PPR league. So you got... Um, bunch of kind of receiving backs there yeah um who especially Eckler where they could easily get as many receiving yards as rushing yards Joe Mixon a little bit more of a rusher but still very talented in the receiving game um on a very dynamic offense with Burrow at the helm had injury concerns coming into the season but I feel like he's kind of brushed that off yeah um I was not high on him and now I absolutely wish I had him yeah yeah, so um, and Kamara, we've seen it year in year out. Yeah. He gets it done yeah. in a variety of ways. Um, if the defense is shutting down the run, he's gonna have over 100 receiving yards. Right, he's done that this season. Yeah, you just you're not worried about Kamara having a bad game. Yeah. Um, and then eight, nine, ten, we got uh. Some of the some of the older guys and maybe some of the more uh, traditional rushers, and maybe one name that people have been waiting to hear. So we got we got Zeke at eight, got Derrick Henry at nine, and then Nick Chubb at ten. So Derrick Henry, who's, who's number one this season? Derrick Henry. Okay. And Who was number one last season? Derrick Henry. And who's number nine on our list going forward? Derrick Henry. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, that makes okay, sense. I see how this one works. plus one is nine. Yeah. Um, this was really this was real tough. Um, I'll say this is where the uh, me and you combining yeah kind of came into play because I think you had him at ten. I yeah I he was almost off the list and oh. then I was like he has so I had to talk you into nine. <laughs> yeah, my so my thing with Henry is. I so don't get me wrong. I think that Henry is amazing. I think he's one of the greatest running backs to play the game. I think he could easily continue on, you know, like for the rest of his career, who knows how long that is, um, and be one of those top five guys. I think I'm just scared when someone gets a foot injury. We've seen like with Julio Jones when he's had foot injuries, other players when they get foot injuries. They're just not, they just always re-aggravate it. They're not quite the same afterward. And he's so strong of a runner that it kind of freaks me out more. Um, I mean, 
a, a quick Twitch guy would kind of, I mean, would also be the same. But I think just because of what that injury is, like almost if it was an ACL, I'd almost be like more okay with him. I'd be like, yeah, he could still be like a top six, top five, whatever. It's because it's his foot and it just kind of freaks me out. And so I would rather have a Zeke or a Chubb who, in my opinion, kind of do similar things um, and have that consistency and less risk than a Henry. Okay. So if the rest of Dynasty was only like two years, would he be any higher? Do you think that he could have good like top five finishes for the next two seasons? I think I think if there was only two years, I'd probably have him up higher. Um, but yeah. because it's rest of career, we I would rather, we would have, rather have those in, younger guys. Yeah, we're gonna be doing it for at least like five, yeah. six more years. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think he—I don't want to say he's old, but I think he is twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah. I don't know why I thought just typing. Henry was it gonna give me the answer? That's not how that works. Yeah, he's twenty-seven, so almost twenty-eight. Almost twenty-eight. So a little older than the rest of the guys. Um. So yeah. All right. Wide receiver. Real weird position. Um. There's a ton of guys that could have been in this list. We were con. We. I mean, I. I made a list up and was switching guys in and out. There's a ton of young guys that could be in here, um, but you know we're doing top ten, and this is the list that we ended up with. So um, number one overall, we did go with Jamar Chase. Yeah, rookie phenom. No way he makes the top ten beginning of the season. No, but seeing what he's done so far, and he's connected to Burrow. Ugh. Yeah. And that's just going to be ten years of dominance. I and I think like I don't know. Um, huge upside. Huge upside. And the more he just gets used to the offense. Yeah. Anyway. So, Jamar Chase. Amazing. A.J. Brown, number two. I love that. A.J. Brown is so good. He's so good. And he's with Tannehill. Like, Tannehill's not amazing. He's good. He's not, you know, but... Yeah, he doesn't even need, like, a tailor-made quarterback. No. He's just such a big target. Yeah. And he can make a slant go for 70 yards so easy Mm -hmm. he's just he's dynamic he has those big boom games that you love to see out wide receivers he doesn't really have bus games like you know he was a little injured this year but like he came back and he's fine you know that's what you want to see you want to see a guy where he's going to be in your lineup he's not going to be hurt and then he can explode for like 30 points out of nowhere and it's easier for him he's so young but We've seen him already for like what this is his third, third I think yeah third season yeah and he's been great yeah just getting better so every season yeah, yeah. Um, number three Justin Jefferson he's young he's amazing that's about it yeah yep he's like Jamar Chase just he's he's a highlight reel he yeah. makes he makes some really yeah. nice plays yeah I think the only reason I he's a little lower is. Just this season, seeing that he can have those random games where he's just nothing, um, which is a little 
Yeah, off-putting. so I think that he has grown into the wide receiver one on the team, and mm-hmm. so now he's getting the cornerback one right. on the defense. That used to go to Thielen. I think it's now going to Justin Jefferson, and so I think that's why we're kind of seeing Thielen still hanging around a little bit longer than people thought he would right? and getting the touchdowns. Um, but I think that Jefferson will adjust and be just fine. Yeah. So four and five, uh, we got some some older men. Uh, we got Tyreek Hill. We got Devontae Adams. Oh, Grandpa Tyreek. Grandpa Tyreek. Um, it's sad. These guys are all like younger than I am. I know. You know, younger than all of us are. So, except Cam Hulk. Hey Cam. Yeah. Just to make everyone else feel old, all of these guys are younger than us. So, um, but yeah, Hill and Adams. They're just, I mean, they're still the two best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. So, and they're, you know, wide receivers can play late. Um, and they're going to probably be good for the next, like, five years. And they're going to be top of the league for the next five years. Yeah, we know these guys. You know these guys. We don't have to convince you that they're good. Yeah. But we would rather have the three younger guys long-term right. ahead of them. Yeah. But still, like, if you have these guys on your team, you're winning a lot of fantasy yeah. matchups. Um, after that... So six, six, seven. I'll do six and seven. So we got Metcalf and Cup. Um, Metcalf, amazing, um, huge, and fast, fast and strong, and even with Geno Smith, performing very well. And I think that's why I think he deserves to be in the top ten. Is he's showing quarterback proof? Quarterback proof. Which, you know, who used to be quarterback proof? Alan Robinson? Yep. Anyway, so DK Metcalf. Alan uh, Robinson just needs to like pierce his nose and dye his hair, and then he'll be just fine. That's what DK does. No, he needs to not do any of that because I traded him away, and so he needs oh. to be terrible forever to make me feel good. Um, anyway, so DK Metcalf, though, very talented. Um, he's with Wilson, who's going to be around for a long time. Um, and yeah, quarterback proof, so... And then Cup, forcing the issue, um, he is not going to be denied out of the top 10. He's great. Yeah. He, I think he works really well with what Stafford does. Um, and that's he, clearly what they want to do. They want to force that connection until mm-hmm. it can be beat. Exactly. And it can't. It hasn't been by anybody. Yeah. So, and uh, Stafford has always been someone that throws for a bajillion yards and... Cup is going to eat up all those yards. I think he's uh, on pace for... Like record-breaking? Yeah. Uh, what's it? Probably touchdowns, huh? No, it's yardage. Really? Yeah, record-breaking yardage. But at the same time, there's 17 games, so it's like, meh. But he's still he's doing very well. Yeah, they're, um, they're going to have to um, do like a per game mm-hmm. from now on, now that we have an extra game in the season, because yeah. all these records would be easily yeah. broken with an extra game. And then the last three, we got CeeDee Lamb, very talented. Uh, he's in his second, third year? Second year? Oh, yeah, second. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott's good. That offense has been humming along. Um, if they keep that going, he'll be, you know, he'll be good. Uh, Terry McLaurin, He's very good. I mean, he's just—he's he's, so talented, and he's been on such a bad team. He hasn't right. had really that good quarterback. He if he could find himself in a situation with a quarterback like the everybody else on the list, like a decent, he'd, he'd probably be up to like maybe top six. Like if McLaurin was like on the Raiders, or if he was on the Rams, 
or if he was on the Rams. Right. But I'm saying, I mean, because Stafford's amazing. But I'm like, even if he was with a quarterback like Carr, like yeah. he would be a top five guy all the time. Um, and then last, rounding out the list, Stefan Diggs. Younger, 27, 28, I think. Um, hooked up with Josh Allen. Yeah. I extremely mean, talented. Last year, he was one of the top receivers in fantasy. And we haven't seen as much this year so far, but the season's still young. Yeah. And I mean... He's going to be good. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be good. He's got some of the best hands in the league. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the top 10. And then... Um, Last position, tight ends. We, uh, McNeese and I punched each other in the face over this position because I, I had some hot takes. My tight end's better. More like hawk takes. Wow. There it is. <laughs> no, yeah. my tight end. I know what I have. <laughs> um, so number one is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was not the number one. Until yeah. McNeese and I were talking. And then yeah. he got pushed into the number one spot. He's just old. He's 32. Yeah, but he's still, like, he just falls into the number one. Did you see him this offseason when he shaved his face? The only thing I know about the offseason is I learned his last name is actually Kels. And we've been pronouncing it wrong. And he and his brother just don't correct people anymore. Yeah. But there was a one time where he shaved his beard off and came he, out to practice. Oh, did he look fat? He looked, one, he looked fat. And two, he looked like a like a 45-year-old dad who's, like, taking his boat out on the water with his, like, with his wife and the annoying kids. And that sounds like he, a very trustworthy person. I think I would want to throw him the ball. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. He's, All he's good. Say, he's, in, yes. Until he's, we see him not being number one. Yeah. I mean, he's just been so dominant at that yeah. position. I don't see. And he's still with Mahomes. Yeah. And, yeah. So. It's a good situation. Um, I'd say he's that top tier. The next tier, um, I'm going to group. I'm going to group. Uh, we'll do two and then three. So the next two guys. Okay. Young guys, a ton of talent that are pushing themselves up there. We got Hawkinson, then we got Pitts. Both extremely talented. Hawkinson, the reason he's two, he's just shown it a little bit more. He's got a couple more, you know, seasons under his belt. And it took him a while. When he it was took a, him a while. When he was a rookie, you know, he went to the same uh, college as George Kittle, so everybody was making that comparison. Yeah. And he didn't come out the gate his rookie season putting up anywhere near those numbers. Right. But we've seen it start to pick up. He's and being more of a focal point in the offense. Yeah, and they're probably going to get a new quarterback next year because Jared Goff is not the solution. And so if they get like a spicy new quarterback there, he could be even better. You know, considering how good he is with Jared Goff there and he's the number one target and, you know, there's no other wide receivers to like get the, you know, take pressure off of him, you know. So, um, yeah. And then Pitts, dynamic, amazing. He's yeah. already very rarely does a tight end come in and do what Pitts does his rookie year, but he's like, oh no, I'm actually uh, a freak, and everything everyone was saying about me is entirely true. And you're and like, oh, okay. I don't know how true it is, but I heard that he has very rarely lined up 
like on the line, mm-hmm. like next to linemen, where he's, you would imagine the tight end. Yeah, he pretty much just lines up as a wide he's, receiver. He's like a new Jimmy so Graham. You're basically getting a young receiver, but he gets to be put in your tight end spot yeah. for fantasy football. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. After that, we kind of got that group of older guys that are good. Uh, we got Waller, Kittle, and Andrews. Um. Andrews is pretty young. Is he? Yeah. I think he's only like, this might be his like fourth season. He's probably like 25, 26. Oh, I definitely thought Mark Andrews was old. It's the beard. Yeah, probably. I think it's because some people call him Mandrews. Oh. And so, yeah, I thought he was like 30. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Anyway, so Waller. Um, 28, target, Kittle, target hog. target hog, number one on the team. You know, he's just, he's always going to get his yardage and his points. Yeah. Kittle, um, could be, I mean, he could easily push himself back into the number two, but there's some question marks with Kittle. We're going to have to see it first. Yeah. The rest of this season is going to be probably really telling. Mm-hmm. And if he can get back to what he was, then yeah, he's good to go for years to come. If not... If you have to decide between, oh, man, I have Kittle and I have, like, Hunter Henry, who do I play? That's a issue. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then yeah, Andrews, who, um, you know, can randomly have those big games. Um, probably the most consistent receiver for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, he fit, and, fits really well in that offense. Yeah, the, that, that running first offense that they want to do, so. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, after that, it's kind of rough at tight end. Yeah, this is definitely the drop off, mm-hmm. but we're gonna give you guys that we would trust more than the rest. Right, guys that are still very talented um, are definitely targeted and like parts of the offense. You know, they're never just gonna like not be part of the offense for a week, and they're young. Um, so um, Dallas Goddard, Mike Gesicki. Noah Fant and Hunter Henry. Um, Dallas Goddard, now the best tight end, only tight end left in Philadelphia. So, you know, we're just kind of waiting for him to kind of take that rollover since Zach Ertz has left. He's pretty involved. Yeah, but he, you know, he gets his he gets his his work. Um, Mike Gesicki, who Tua apparently loves and throws to a a bunch. He's very um, athletic. Yeah. Like of all the tight ends, if I'm picturing like how they catch a ball i'm picturing gesicki going up one-handed yeah in triple coverage yeah he's a freak yeah so um yeah he just gets he gets so many targets and you know we'll give you that that consistency um noah fant he's so young he's so he's 23 and this is his like third year yeah so it's it's really hard to knock him so far he also really hasn't had good quarterback play I mean, he came in with Hawkinson. They were supposed to be like the one and two, you know, new best tight ends in the league. And he's shown flashes. Yeah, I mean, he's still he, he is takes, an athletic freak. Yeah, you know, he also takes like two or three games off in yeah. between his big games. Yeah. Um, and then last, rounding it out, Hunter Henry. In the past, Henry was one of the top tight ends in the league, um, and he's still not that old. I think he's twenty seven, maybe twenty eight. Um, yeah, this is your big red zone type tight end. Right, 
he Mac Jones seems to like him. He'll, you know, get you 40, 50 yards, a couple catches, um, and then he might get you a touchdown. And you're like, you know what? If I'm getting 50, you know, that's like six, seven points on average, and then he might get you a touchdown, and then he bumps you up to 13. Yeah. I mean, that's th- kind of all you want. That's what number 10 tight end looks like in fantasy. Right. You're, you're not going to, like, see at number 10, oh, this guy might get 100 yards. Like, no. Yeah. But, yeah. So... That was the that's top dynasty um, of, of the offensive players. That's a definitive list. No one can argue with any of us about anything that we've said. We uh, are infallible and uh, perfect. So if... As our records show. As our records show, um, if any of this doesn't work out, it's because the players heard the podcast and purposefully didn't perform. So that's their fault, not ours. Looking but, at yeah. you, Hawkinson. Looking at you, Hawkinson. Your hippie, long hair, whatever. But yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. It was alluded to in the group chat. Yeah. Um, who who broke it first, Corbin? He was like, "Are you guys gonna do a, yeah. a mid season?" And this is, I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed that there maybe is a different energy to it. We're actually doing this uh, in person, which all the other ones we do over Zoom. So this well, yeah, is our we first... got a big, nice uh, studio in yeah. Laguna Beach. Yeah, we're actually we're looking over the water right now. It's quite lovely this Saturday morning. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we're we're really coming up in the world. Uh, all those listens that we get every week. So, but yeah, this is a fun one for sure, and hopefully we'll be able to do I don't know a couple more of these special edition podcasts for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, hope everybody enjoyed this, and we will see you next time.